is Gemarni Yavamah's staff pays Ayin. All the learning has been generously sponsored. As an incredible schoser for Shlema, Fachet Valeya, Bas, Saradina, Hubar Hashem, we're getting good news that she is slowly recovering. Emir Hashem, the learning of the entire Chabura should bring Chet Valeya, Saradina, a complete Rafua Shlema, Bekaroid. As well as learning she is Chashulib, Zachem, Zor, Tamsiba, Zarach, Shomla, Bizava, Ifik, Nintelli, Shem, and Chaya, Flamiudis, Bas, Asima, Malka, as well as Chosifu Shlema, Shlema, Yusuf, and your fate moment, Dilan, we're holding on the bottom of excuse me, at the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, we have a Bas Yisrael, and this Mishnah is going to be a continue a continuative story. As we'll see, it's not as often we have Mishnah that every statement is its own case. Here it's going to be one series of events as we will see. So we have a Bas Yisrael and we know that Lacha is a Bas Yisrael cannot eat Shuma and Maiser, marries a Kayin, then she has the ability to eat Shuma. So she marries a Kayin, Mace. But then what happens? Her husband is nifter. When her husband is nifter, generally, what happens? She goes back to her house. If she goes back to her house, she does not have cannot eat shum anymore. However, ben, but she has a son. So the son that she had with him is a kain from the fact that it was born between her and the kain, and therefore that son gives her the ability to eat She continue eating chuma. The story continues. Then this is the levi. She marries the levi. What happens when she marries the levi? And she has a son from the lady which enables her. She continues Number three, she marries the Israel. What happens at the third junction? She can't eat anything. She's married to Israel. Mace. If the Yisrael dies, and she has a son from the Yisrael, so she has the status of that son, which is what? She could still not eat Shuba and Maiser. Now, continues the Mishnah. The son from the Yisrael, the third kid, died. She reverts back to the status of having a Levi son. So she eats Maiser. She reverts back to the status of having a Kai. Son and she eats kain. So we have a, a Mishnah which we, we could really call six stages. Ibas Yisrael marries a kain and has a son. So after her husband dies, she continues eating chuma. She marries a levi after the husband dies, she has a son, she continues eating levi. She marries the Yisrael after the husband dies, she continues eating meiser, excuse me. She marries the Yisrael after the husband dies, she has a son, she eats nothing. But then when that son dies from the Yisrael, she goes back and she eats what the levi would eat from her son, which is the meiser. That son dies, she goes back to the kain and then she eats chuma. When that dies, then she goes back to being a good old-fashioned Bas Yisrael, and she can eat nothing. Well, not nothing. She can't eat chumas and maestres. Continues the mission on the top of Beisayin of Manalif with a new case. Bas Koyin. Now we have, it's basically the reverse case. A Bas Koyin status is she grew up eating chuma from her father's household. So Bas Koyin is the Israel. So she marries the Israel. What happens now? She can't eat chuma. Mace, if her husband dies, but again, she has a kid from the Israel, so she has the status of Israel. She can eat with the Levi. It's his Mace, if the Levi dies, and she has a son. 
son, Teicha B'Maiser. This is Likoyin, if she continues and marries Likoyin, Teicha B'Tshuma, Meis of Eloi Menu Ben, Teicha B'Tshuma. Meis B'Nam Meikoyin, now we go back again. If the son from Likoyin dies, Teicha B'Tshuma, she can't eat Tshuma. Now, what happens? She reverts back to being what she was originally. In this case, what was she originally? A Bas Koyin, the daughter of a Koyin. What is the daughter of a Koyin allowed to eat? Says the Mishnah, she goes back home. Excuse me. And in this case, it says, we've seen many times, as we'll see again, she can eat again from a father's household. She reverts back to her status as an unmarried woman, and she can go back to eating Chuma like a Koyin. So two halves of the Mishnah both really articulating the same din, that after the death of the husband, if there are no children, she goes back to her previous status. If there's a child, that child continues the status of the husband. If the child is from a Kayin, she has a din of a Kayin Chuma. Levi, she has a Levi Meiser. Yisrael, she has a din of Yisrael, nothing. And as each child is Nifter, she reverts back to the previous status based on the previous child, etc. Says the Gemara, let's go back to... The first part of the Mishnah. Mishnah taught us, that if the second marriage's son, the Levi is Nifter, she reverts back to the first marriage's son, which is a Kohen, and she eats Chuma. Why? Says the excuse me, ask the Gemara, the Hadra Achla, Mishamina. The reason is because she goes back to eating because of her son, her son, the Kayin. So, Minalan, so fundamental, Shaila asked the Gemara, the entire Mishnah was predicated on the fact that whenever there is a child, that child keeps the dream of its father alive. If his father was a Kayin, the wife eats, a, the mother eats Chuma. If the, if the father was a Levi, the mother eats Meiser. If the father was Israel, the mother eats nothing. So, ask the Gemara, how do we know this? How do we know that if a Yisrael, Yisraelis marries a has a kid that that kid enables the mother to continue eating chuma even after the father is no longer. The extra vav in the pasuk of ubas teaches me that the kid keeps the dream alive. The entire Abbas is an extra pasuk. So how do we know they did in the Mishnah? Extra word of Ubas. Tanu Rabbanon, let's continue. Kishayi Chazaris Chazaris le Truma, Venu Chazaris le Chazvishayk. Says the Gemara, the Mishnah concluded that what happens to the Bas Koyin after everyone is nifter, she goes back to her father's household. Like the Mishnah said at the end of the Mishnah, Vishavo el Beisavio Kinurel Milechem Avio Toichal. Says the Gemara, what does she revert back for? Only for Truma. She does not go back home with regarding to the din of Chazvishayk to eat Karbanais. And if this sounds familiar, that is excellent, because as we look at the Messiah Sashas, this is a Gemara in which we saw about 10 days ago in Daf Samach Ches. Continues the Gemara, Omer Abchis, where do we know this? Ramon Ravina Bar Shilamai Kara, he be Chumas Akachim Lois Echal, she cannot eat from Chumas Kachim, be Mayrim in Akachim Lois Echal. From here we learn out that she may not eat that which is separated from Kachim, which is the Chaz of Vishalik, she's not allowed to eat the sacrifices that and Karbanais when she reverts back to her father's house. That is source number one. Source number two, Rav Nachman 
As the Pasuk in the Mishnah quoted, from the bread, meaning not all the bread, continues the Gemara, about 20 lines down, the first word line is Prat, asks on the second source, the source that said, and not all of the bread. How do you know that Milechem comes to teach me? She could only eat some bread of Chuma, but she can't eat the bread of Karbanais. She can't eat the Chaz of the Sheikh of Karbanais. Maybe it comes to teach me a different din. Maybe it teaches me that she goes back home with regards to the din of eating. But she doesn't go back home with regards to the din of Afaris Nadarim, that her father cannot annul her vows. Amarava, that can't be, because Kavar Poska, Tanveri Shmael, Tanveri Shmael already taught us that Tanveri Shmael. It says in the Tire of Anedah, Amana Gusha Yakum Alao, Mata Malaymer, why do we need this? And Almana is neither in her father nor in her husband's Rishos. Ella, so what's the Pasik? Teach me, As this woman is being sent to get married, in this arm loin, this Karsha Bad Tarech. So we have a woman that's on the road to get married, and she hears that her husband either died or decided not to marry her and divorces her. So what is this woman now? She's in limbo. The father sent her to get married, but the husband didn't accept her. So she's neither in Beisaviyoshi nor in Beisval. So who's Rishos, who's possession, who is control of this girl? So this is the source that once a woman leaves for one moment, even if she didn't consummate the marriage, she never made it. Still, she can never go back home with regard to Afaris Nedarim. So says the Gemara, we already have a source teaching me that once a woman leaves her father's house, she does not go back for Afaris Nedarim. And therefore, the Pasuk of Melechem, can teach me that she goes back to eat Mele, Lechem, but not from all of the foods of her father's house. She cannot eat the Chazav Ishaik. So, so far we've had two sources, two Mekairais. Now when Abasi Koyin goes back home, she eats Chuma, but she does not eat Chazav Ishaik. Continues the Gemara, four lines from the white lines, with another three sources. Rasaf Ramar, Milechem, Aviyat Ochal, Lechem, Vloi Basar. That the, from the Basak we see clearly she goes back home to eat bread, but not meat, meaning not chaz v'sheik of karbanis. It refers to the bread that the father bought, prat lechaz v'sheik, excluding the chaz v'sheik that the father doesn't buy, and rather, the father, the kayin, gets it from Hashem's table, it's a carbon. And Rabba Amar, a third and final mekar, v'zeh es chaza atinufa v'sheik ha'shumat and from here we learn out when the girl is with you, when she's at home as a single girl, that's when she gets to eat the karbanis of the chazavishaik. But once she got married and now she's returning home, she does not. So five sources in total teaching me that a woman, after death of a husband, when she goes back to her father's house, if he is a kayin, she goes back home to eat chuma, to eat lechem, but she does not go back home to eat karbanis for chazavishaik. However, um, excuse me. 
So says the Ravadabarabba, quoting the Braisa, that when she goes home, she goes home for again, for Truma Nafra Chazvishik. Now said asks the Gemara of Inchler Zajik. Bishvil Binachik. But if she has a child, if she has a child from the Kayin, then she's even allowed to eat the Karbanis. So Azal Ram Mordechai Amr the Shmaita Kamedi Ravashi. So Mordechai said over the statement in front of Ravashi again that when the Baskayin goes back home without children, she only eats Shuma. If she has a child from the Kayin, she continues eating Karbanis. Amar Mechakam is Rabbi. He asked, Where do you know this din from? Me Vibas. If you tell me that you learned it out for the extra word Vibas, Mia Diva La Mina. I don't understand. Is she any better than the daughter? From here we're learning out. That if there is a son who is a Kayin, then the mother could eat the Karbanais of the Chazvishaik. Says the I don't understand. Why, if there's a son, could the mother eat the Chazvishaik? But if there's no son, can the girl not eat Chazvishaik because of her father? What's the difference? If the Kayin is the one allowing for the Chazvishaik to be eating the Karbanais, if she goes back home, her father should allow it. If she has a kid, the son allows it. Why are we separating and differentiating that the son could allow, but the mother... But the father cannot allow. Explains the Gemara, Hasam Ksivi, Hasam Ksivi Miuti, Achalai Ksivi Miuti. Says the Gemara, very simple, over there when it came to the child, when it came to the kid going back home to the father's house, there's a Miut, there's an exclusion. Whereas it comes to eating because of the son, there is no exclusion, and that is the day that stands. Continues the Gemara, six lines into the wide lines, and the two dots, Baskayin, Shanisis, Israel. Continues quoting the Mishnah, that what happens, that we have a Baskayin, this was part B of the Mishnah, that when a Baskayin marries a Israel, what happens? She no longer can eat Shuma, but if she dies, then she reverts back to the Kayin status. Tanur Rabbanon says the Gemara Veshava El Beisavia, as we've been discussing the whole time, that when the Baskayin's husband wife died, incorrect. When the Baskayin, I hope she's married to her husband. When her husband dies, she goes back to her father's house, who's a Kayin Prat. What does this exclude? Lushemeris Yavam. If she's awaiting Gibam, then she does not go back home to continue eating Truma. Kin Urel. What does that exclude? Pratlamilbares. That if she's pregnant, she as well does not go back home to eat the Truma. Asks the Gemara. Vahaloi Dinahu. Why do you need a Kalva Chaimer? Uh, incorrect. Why do you need a Pasik of Kin Urel to teach me? That this woman who is pregnant does not go back home to her father's house to eat truma. I can learn it from a kalvachaimer. In this scenario, that the Vlad from the first husband is not considered the Vlad from the second husband. With regard to pottering from Yibam, what is the case Rashi explains so beautifully? Says Rashi that the case over here is that a woman is married to her husband and she has a son. She marries her second husband after he dies and she does not have a son. Does she now fall to Yibam? So she had a kid from a first marriage. She does not have 
a kid from the second marriage. When that second husband dies, does she fall to Yibam? Says the Gemara, when the Vlad for the first husband is not considered the Vlad for the second husband, meaning it's considered that the second husband died childless. Whenever there's a death childless, the halacha is, boom, there's Yibam. So in a scenario where the kid from the first marriage is not considered a kid from the second marriage, and she still has Yibam, yet... Also, over keloid, we consider a pregnancy as if it's a birth, meaning if she is pregnant, then it is considered like she has a child, meaning she will not fall to Ebom. Continues the Gemara, with regard to eating chuma, if she has a kid from the first marriage, that child will disallow her from eating chuma if the second husband dies childless, because the kid from the first marriage is yes considered to be a Kid from the second marriage. So certainly Certainly, if she's pregnant right now, it should be considered as if she has a child, and thereby she'll not be able to eat Chuma back from her father's house. So I asked the Gemara, you're telling me we need a Pasuk of Kinurel to teach you when the Baskayan husband dies and she goes back home, she does not eat Chuma if she's pregnant, says the Gemara. We can learn it from a Kalva Choymer. Answers the Gemara, Loi, Mali, also where the fact that we consider a pregnant woman as if she has a child of the guard to Yibam is why? Because similarly, we view one who is dead as if he is alive. Meaning that if the child dies, we know that Yibam only happens when there is no children. So what happens if the husband dies and there is a child? There's no Yibam. What if that child subsequently dies? Does that resurrect the din of Yibam? Says the Gemara, no. Why not? There's no child now. So we make a mesim kechayim. Similarly, not so. The similarly, we're considered an uber. She's pregnant, like she gives birth. Yet, and that's over Chuma The equation doesn't work so when it comes to Chuma. We find that once the husband, once the child dies, then she yes resurrects the din of Chuma. So says the Gemara, the din of Chuma, the din of Yibum cannot be equated, and therefore Tamlemik and Rewa Prat Lemeubares. And now the Gemara points out We need a Basi to teach me that when she's pregnant, she does not go back to her father's house. We also need a Basik to teach me Vizera ain law that when she has no children, that excludes that if she has a child, she does not go back home. Because Rahman of Gufa Originally she was one person and now she has a child, so she doesn't go back home. I would think she's still called one person because the baby wasn't born. So maybe she could, yes, go back home. Continues the Gemara in the last line. Because I would think the Meikara. What's the din about a Mubaris? Because Meikara originally Gufa Sarika. Originally, she was an empty body. Now she's full. Therefore, we need to now, the next piece of Gemara, from here to the end of the parak, is going to replay the Kalvachimer that we just had with the Psukim that we just had. It's going to be the same Svara, just going to go around and around three different times. And therefore, we're going to read it a little bit faster due to lack of time. But again, it's really the exact same Svaras that we just had at the bottom of the Amid. Hopefully, we'll see this in a moment. So, Amr Li Rav Yehuda, Midisikras asks Rav Yehuda, You just told me, with regard to Yibam Mesim, 
Meaning, if a husband dies and there is a child, if that child subsequently dies, we consider it kechayim, as if that kid is alive, meaning that there is no yibam. So says the Gemara, why is that true, Asher of Yudah? We should learn from the Galva Chaymer that we just said a moment ago, the opposite. In the scenario of Chuma, when it comes to Chuma, if there's a child from the first marriage, we consider it as if it's a child from the second marriage, disallowing from eating Chuma, and yet, we do not view the dead as a lie, that when it comes to Chuma after the kid dies, she yes reverts back to eating Chuma. In a scenario of Yibam, which we do not view the child from the first marriage as if it's in the second marriage, says the Gemara, the Torah's ways are pleasant and peaceful, and therefore, when it comes to Yibam, you cannot make Mesim Kechayim, it can't be that the woman's going to die, and there's going to be no Chi of Yibam because there's a son, and then boom, what's going to happen? That son's going to die, and all of a sudden there's a Chi of Yibam, and all of a sudden she has been married, sir, it cannot be. Ask the Gemara, similarly, Why don't we flip it and say, with regard to Truma, the dead should yes be called alive, and even after the kid is dead, there should not be a new um, um, uh, an, uh, new allowment for the Truma Yet, Right now, there's no children. Therefore, she gets to go back and eat Shuma. Ask the Gemara. Why in the din of Yibam itself is the first thing that we learn? Why don't we allow the child from the first marriage to be as if it's a child from the second marriage with regard to Yibam and Pater from Yibam? As follows, we do not let the dead queen consider alive that after the kid dies, she does get, get, yes, get chuma. If there's no children, then there is no children. What about my chuma? Yes, we did read these last few lines extremely fast, but again, it was really playing over the same din time and time again. Says the Gemara, We should do an incredible Chazara of this fabulous ninth parak. Wow, nine prak, and we're actually finally closing in. This is a long journey, but Baruch Hashem, we're on, uh, we almost could call it the home stretch, the final, uh, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 blot, the last month about. Okay, let's begin the tenth parak. Says the Mishnah, these are concepts um, that we've seen already. So let's get to it. Says the Mishnah, excuse me, I'm just, my notes here are out of order. So I'm a little bit confused. Ah, here we go. Now we're back in order. Says the Mishnah. A woman whose husband goes overseas. And they come and tell her your husband dies. 
Vinizes, sure she has Eidos. Now, what level of Eidos is it? Is it two Eidim? Is it one Eid? The wording of the Mishnah sounds like. Ubo sounds like there are two Eidim. But the Tabrash already points out that it's Eid Echad, as the Gemara is going to explain. So one Eid comes along and says, your husband dies, what's the Allah of Vinizes? She gets married. And then, Vachikach, lo and behold, Babayla, boom, the husband walks in. What's the Allah she has to leave her new marriage and her previous marriage. She needs to She gets nothing from either marriage, not exuba, not fruit, not support, not worn out clothing. She doesn't get from either one. Let's say she takes on her own, the ksuba, etc. What's the halacha? She has to return what she took. And the vlad is a mamzer. And neither one is allowed to become tamitr if they are a kain. Meaning it's not considered like this was their husband, this was their wife. And neither one gets the rights to her findings. Neither one gets the rights to her earnings. Neither one can another house. Basically, both husbands are denim that they're not her husband with regard to everything across the board. Continues the Mishnah, let's say she was a Bas Yisrael and one of these marriages was a, was a, excuse me, she was a Bas Yisrael. Then in Nifzalam in Akuna, she's puzzled from subsequently marrying a Kayin due to this story. Basically, it's a din like a Zaina. Even though, and we're going to have to understand this in the Gemara, but even though she got remarried based on Eidos, but the, all these dinam are dinam as if she was Mizana, that she has to leave both husbands, she's puzzled to Kuna, etc. Ubas Levi, if she was Bas Levi, she's puzzled to Meiser. Ubas Kayin Minat Shuma. Vein Yershah Shazav, Yershah Shazav, Yershah Shazav, Neither of her inheritors of either husband get to inherit her. And what happens if the husbands die? And they die and there was no children. There is a ksuba and it comes from the first husband. Rav Lazar Says Rav Lazar, Harish and Zakim Ziyosev, my Ziyadav, Rav Lazar also argues that says the first husband does have some rights to her findings, to her earnings, could annul her vows. Rav Shimon Aimer, says Rav Shimon, if the husbands die and the brothers of the first husband either do be or chalitza, will potter, meaning there is some level of din of. So we're seeing for these three opinions, Rav Yisrael, Rav Lazar, and Rav Shimon, that the child, the first marriage at some level is considered the real marriage. Okay, so the whole first ten lines of the Mishnah was she was Nisais based on the Eidos that she heard, and that was all those Dinim. Part two of the Mishnah is, let's say she's Nisais Shaloi Bershos, which we have to explain what this means, without the um without the permission of Bezdin, then Muteris Lachzerloi, then she's allowed to return to the husband if he comes back. Nisis Alpi Bezdin. If she gets married based on the word of Bezdin, they say Carbon, she leaves both marriages and she doesn't have to bring a carbon. So we're seeing a very interesting uh, uh you know balance over here. If it was Bershus Bezdin, she doesn't have to bring a carbon, but she can't get remarried. If it's Shalor Bershus Bezdin, then she go back to her original husband, but 
But then she would, then she does not have to bring a carbon. Yofakoyach Bezdin, and this explains the Mishnah we just said, the power of Bezdin is great. Shapaitramina carbon, it potters her from the carbon. Hoiro Bezdin Linasi. If Bezdin allows her, Paskins, that she could get remarried. And she went, and instead of getting remarried, she went and she was Mizana. And then the husband comes back. Then she is indeed Chayev Karban, because Bezdin only allowed her to get remarried. They obviously did not allow her to be Mizana. Let's just begin the Gemara, running out of time. It says the Gemara. The first case of the Mishnah says Mesu in the plural. The end of the Mishnah said if she got married without permission, she's allowed to go back to her first husband. So what does that mean? It was without the permission of Bezdin. It sounds like but there were Edim. What could we infer? The ratio versus Bezdin. So what was the first case of Bezdin? That Bezdin allowed her to get remarried with one singular witness. Alma Eid Echanemon says the Gemara we see from here a cloud that we're going to prove extensively for the rest of tomorrow's year that Eid Echad has a Namano. So tonight, Nami will first bring the sources. We allow her to be um, have a Chazaka to be married one Eid from another, Visha Isha, one woman from another, Visha Evan would be Shivcha, even from a slave or a maidservant. Alma Eid Echanemon. Eid Echad has believability with regard to women getting remarried. You argued with the aid. Therefore, we see that Neachad has a believability, has a credibility, and we're going to stop over here and tomorrow. We're going to get involved in Midaraisa Minalan. What is the source that on a biblical Midaraisa level, we see that Neachad has that manas? I'll pick it up from here in the next year.